so we just thought we'll uh, speak about darshan it's an important event one of the most important events in the ashram life of course darshan has many layers of meaning in it one of the most profound expressions used in indian thought indian spiritual thought to have the darshan of the lord is regarded as the greatest of felicities the devotees crave for a glimpse of the lord even a glimpse of his feet is enough to fulfill his life but in the ashram context darshan has an even more special meaning ordinarily to have a glimpse of the divine we have to develop another kind of sight because the mortal sight conceals much more than it reveals to us as we all know we see only a fraction of reality and that to completely distorted through the medium of the mind and the senses which are not tuned to see the divine so yogi is developed either through assiduous practices or through a special gift of grace what is called a subtle sight so they can see behind the phenomenal world the play of forces the beings energies forms and such things but even there we cannot see the divine we can see various aspects of the divine we can see for instance certain gods and goddesses which is not exactly seeing the divine but aspects and powers of the divine beyond the subtle vision there is another capacity which i believe at least it's given only as a gift of grace perhaps no tapasya can really capture it unless grace comes and grants it and it is the divine vision so we have the mortal vision and we have the subtle vision and we have the divine vision divine vision is in its essence the supramental vision through which we can see truth we can see the divine in his swarupa self existent light and bliss as shubhendra puts it very beautifully there is a marvelous expression in savitri where he says one day he shall descend to earth and life and men and bear his body of beauty and bliss so to see that that body in his swarup divine also has his roop when he reveals himself to his devotees but it's a different kind of matter a matter which has a capacity for infinite extension a matter which is extremely plastic a matter which is self luminous not like this matter which is quite the opposite it is rigid hard so to say light is concealed within it hidden in it it's obscured so whatever light comes and touches this matter it throws a shadow but the divine vision is of a different nature but as we know it is very difficult it requires long long practice and a special grace so the divine in his infinite mercy kindness and love chooses to come down within the limit of our mortal sight and this is the beauty of the darshan we have of shurbindra and the mother here instead of us withdrawing into some inner fields of trance to have a glimpse the divine comes down right in our midst i am reminded of a small story of uh, the mother more or less the bhava is there 
when three when mother would come back after a very very busy routine late at night and there would be people waiting for her in the courtyard some of them have gone off to sleep and suddenly when mother's footsteps would be heard hardan bhai would announce mother is coming mother is coming and everybody would be up in a wake and this story of three young girls while they were waiting one of them felt asleep and she said i am going please hand over my flowers to the mother and the other two said all right it was a regular affair mother is coming and they have the privilege of having her darshan and so when they offered the flowers to the mother and mother inquired about this girl and mother she was feeling asleep so she has gone away mother seems to have made a remark that oh sages and seers wait to have a glimpse of me through adverse tapasya and i am so readily available so perhaps you don't value or something like that that was the bhava so sure enough the message was conveyed so next day the girl comes and tells the mother mother you have made us live under the shade of the great banyan tree we don't know what is tapasya what is it to scorch oneself in the light of tapasya and the mother was very happy so this is another kind of darshan where the divine assumes a mortal body and comes within the range of mortal sight because it is difficult for us to ascend to reach that point but here again there is still something special and significant for the darshan days that we have in the ashram because yes we used to have several darshans of the mother of course from the well known balcony darshan in the morning to various interviews that people will have then there was vegetable darshan and garland darshan and various kinds of darshans but this darshan was very special which used to be initially on the birthdays of shurbindu and the mother then it siddhi deva added on and then in 1939 because following shurbindu's fracture which has its own whole occult history behind it niroda has beautifully documented it in 12 years with shurbindu uh, in 1939 the 24th april darshan started because there was a big gap after 15th august 1938 there was no darshan of shurbindu and obviously the devotees and disciples they were craving for a glimpse of the lord so how are they to have it november darshan was cancelled february darshan also shurbindu would not come so between february 39 and august 39 there was a big gap so the disciples and the devotees prayed and requested and very beautifully documented the mother interceded on their behalf to the lord requesting for him to grant the darshan and sure enough the lord conceded he would whatever there was such a beautiful relation between mother and shubindo that if mother said yes to something shubindo would say oh mother has said so that's the end of the story and if mother said something and shurbindo had and uh, and if shurbindo said something and if mother had some said something else earlier and when someone said shurbindo has said this oh shurbindo has said this that was the end of the story that's the sign of most beautiful 
perfect relationship that only can exist between the Lord and His Shakti. So we had the first 24th April Darshan on 1939. It was a different kind of Darshan, not the usual timing. And people, the lot of things changed. Usually in the Darshans earlier, people would probably do Pranam twice, thrice. They could wait for a longer time. But after 1939, 24th April, the Darshans were much shorter and they would go past. But even that one moment was enough. There is a very beautiful line in Tulsi Das Ramcharit Manas. Ek ghadi, I'll say in Hindi and then English, Ek ghadi ya do ghadi adho me puniyad. Tulsi sangati sadhuki hare koti aparad. One moment or two moments or half of a half moment, the company of the holy and the wise is enough to liberate us from much error and sin. Now, if a holy person's company can do this, how much more the divine incarnate. I am reminded of another very interesting story where a man who is a man all his life, he had a treacherous life and but something good he had done, something good at one of the places of worship and when he died he was asked that well, what do you want, you have a whole quota for which you have to spend a very difficult time in the hell of hates or you can first go to heaven where you have a short while. So he says, I'll go to heaven first. Normally people want to go through the suffering first, but here was a very wise, smart man and he goes there and they say Ki, because of that one good deed, you will have a glimpse of Lord Vishnu. This is very good. So when Lord Vishnu meets him, he says, as is the norm and the custom, ask me what you want. He said, I have a question to ask. Question? You don't want anything. <laughs> I have a question. What is the question? He who has glimpsed the Lord, what happens of him? <laughs> so Vishnu says, he is liberated. <laughs> And he says, here I am. <laughs> what more do I need? I may have done treacherous things, but your grace is infinite. You know, regarding 15th August Darshan, for every Darshan, Mother has given some significance. For instance, for 21st February, at different points of time, she said that later on in 60s, it's, I feel, everybody's birthday. Why not? It's a birthday of the divine mother upon earth from whom the entire creation has come out. And she said, I feel like wishing everyone one faith, one faith, one faith. It's everybody's party. Then another occasion on the day, on 29th February, she said it is the day of the Lord. For 24th April, she says it is the decisive sign of the victory over adverse forces. But for 15th August, she said something very, very powerful and beautiful. She said, it is the day of amnesties. The day when great errors are washed away. Something remarkable. And Shobindo himself, initially it was just the 15th of August, which used to be the Darshan day. And in a certain sense, it used to be celebrated even before Shobindo came to Pondicherry. One of his first documented 
darshan day talks yogendra used to give darshan day talks uh, in those those days is in 1909 before he came to pondicherry and there he says speaks of the significance of his birth of the birthday and it's a day when he says it's a special turning moment in my life and it's a day when greater forces descend upon earth and if you are receptive you can receive so he uses the word that it's a day of personal importance directly to me and indirectly to everyone so they were days of special descents why because they repeat the marvel of the first descent so it is the divine's birth in matter so quite naturally just as on our birthdays we are reminded of our little mission <laughs> little aims of life on that day on the day of the divine advent the divine manifestation that repeats itself so it's a matter of rejoicing for the whole earth beautifully purani ji describes those days when shrivindo would be there and how everybody is joyous everybody is waiting that oh you know people used to count from one darshan to another that's how the calendar ran not like so much heat when the you know that masi magham and what that mulam nakshatram then that will go they used to count the next darshan is going to come and as it would approach tomorrow this used to be refrain looking at each other tomorrow so that used to be the joy of the darshan and sometime there would be in it even vital mixtures shubindo speaks about it in one of his talks he says previously there used to be much vital mixture in it and then he says there is a purpose in that also but i would very much like now that it is a day when we all as souls we take a leap and a progress it's a day to take stock another thing which shubindo said it's a day to take stock how much we have progressed and what is left for us to do and of course to remain quiet to approach him with receptivity openness whatever the lord can give at one place shrivindo says in one of his darshan talks he speaks of many things and then he turns towards the disciples and pointing towards himself he says here is the center you can take as much as you like or you can receive but you have to go through the process of sadhana there are conditions to be fulfilled you can take as much as you like so these are days when there is a special grace which comes down to earth and men and if we are receptive if we are quiet it's a day we can really make a big leap forward but then later on post 1956 that's very interesting about the mother that and shurbindo that they were not fixed to anything becoming into a rigid routine so mother makes a very startling revelation she says you know now darshan days were days of special descents but now this descent occurs very unexpectedly more often and without announcing itself so people were very surprised it means we don't wait for the next darshan day we wait upon the divine we don't know when it is going to happen individually and collectively so then people asked in fact she asked someone how did you feel he said i felt a joy mother said then that is an individual phenomena because very often on darshan days just before darshan there is an invasion of things which are dark that shurbindo also says that it is a day of great descents and of great resistances when things can come up from nature it's the eye of truth penetrating deep inside someone was uh, 
sharing something with me that once someone went to mother with some pain in the abdomen and mother looked and as she looked it looked like like an x-ray x-ray i am sure is a very big understatement <laughs> like a laser beam the eyes penetrated inside it was like nothing is hidden now there is a line in savitri to that effect that nothing was hidden from his sight so everything is laid bare and it can be unnerving it can raise resistances because one wants to hide things from the divine and so i feel one of the best preparation for darshan day is to live every day that mother is there and to hide nothing from her in fact at one place mother says something very interesting particularly in the ashram context and i think it's really really worth remembering all one's life don't do anything here which you cannot do publicly because nothing can remain hidden here such a simple marvelous thing it's the eye of truth that sees us so it is a mutual seeing not only that we go and have darshan of the lord yes the lord has come within the limit of our mortal range and yet the human in us conceives the divine there's a very touching story of swami sharnanand blind in both eyes and when he was in the darshan queue he had his own disciples and someone asked him that well shurbindu won't speak and you won't see so are you sure you want to go for the darshan and he gave a marvelous reply bhaiya aankhein hoti to kitna dekh pata if i had eyes how much could i see i am going so that their gaze may fall upon me and it is so true in the balcony darshan mother's gaze people would experience that each one received a special attention from her it's amazing that there are hundreds of people standing and each one could feel and she could even spot out that this person he is not well or this person is not there how could she she see it so it is the gaze of the divine falling upon us which means the gaze of truth that bears everything and the gaze of love that heals all things so it is a day when one goes there with this receptivity so mother was asked that mother if that be so that now descents are happening uh, unexpectedly and we have to remain conscious and receptive and open so what of the darshan day then so mother said well it is to spread the message to the world and then she gave a very interesting example that what we do on darshan day because there is a message which is given she says that it is something we have done experimented perfected we know the sure result and now we are giving it to the world so it's a way that not only of course the light the grace and the love they can be received at any moment but there is the idea force the message something which has now established itself when mother says it is something we are sure of that means that idea force has established and stamped itself it has become a law of the world for instance when we have a message that go deep within your heart i am always there so it is something which is sure shot certain it's not just a phrase for the sake of uh, you know it's not just a good phrase so this is something which goes out into the world for receiving it shobindo also made a very interesting remark when someone said that asked a question that when i was asked about 15th august i said yes it's a special day but in a certain sense every day we can have the 15th august 
and when this was asked to shubindo he said yes that is the right spirit that every day should be a darshan day i don't know how far it is true but it, i have read it in in batidas book uh, among the not so great the story of bihari bhai that he would not go even for darshan days to have darshan so someone reported to the mother remarked to her mother said yes he has no need because he is all the time in me and i am all the time in him so there are such states also where people can be constantly conscious of the divine to reach that point darshan days are special help given to us to reach that point where we can have the darshan of the lord all the time whenever we want right now we have to do with at the most our power of imagination and no harm in using it because as mother has said imagination opens the path even of course when we go to the room it is something very special because it's just not not just a room even about many people ask this question that but now mother and shobindo are not there and if you try to tell them they are there they think it is a devotee's babel they don't understand that the babel of devotees is far more truer <laughs> than all the intellectual analysis because with all the intellectual analysis you can't know what makes hydrogen and oxygen combine and create water but that it is a thing apart because the heart and the eye of faith sees what the intellectual eye cannot see but that apart even merely visiting the mother and shobindo's room of course as i said if you have the eye of faith open within us by an act of grace then they are there they are very much there as much today as any other day and mother has spoken of such darshans she has spoken of in 1969 and there is one more year where she says well he is always there at the samadhi but today it was exceptional he came shorbindo massive and she describes that he was sitting over the whole compound and then she describes so beautifully says he was sitting slowly and slowly so as not to crush anyone <laughs> because it is something powerful and solid you know it's not just going and having his darshan it's right there and slowly he sat and he was all over and then he says as he asked the disciple did you feel anything no disciple is non plastic doesn't know what to say <laughs> this is an amazing experience at another place he says you know while i was at the balcony all the time shurbindo was there so much so that i had to tell at one point it is your day no more my day and then she makes a very interesting observation and it is very good because all our judgments you know foolish judgments go for a six that uh, there was a girl to whom people would make all kinds of you know she's naughty she's restless she's this that and she's the girl who actually saw shirbindo on the balcony <laughs> on that day so she asked the mother mother did i see it right and mother said yes and she she speaks about that that here is a girl whom everybody would condemn but she is the girl who saw shirbindo and she says look how foolish our judgments can be so there are various ways i mean even now he is there in the room but even if we just take just the room part now this book has come and how the mother and the mother about shirbindo's room how careful she was she is you know lot of things intervene and uh, when people asked her that we want to meditate in shobindo's room and mother asked 
what are his qualifications to ask for meditation in shivanandasra and the person didn't know what qualifications <laughs> what degree can allow you permit you and the mother was asked mother what should be the qualifications to be there in shivanandasra room mother said one should have done much for shivanandasra one should have served him wanted to do much for shivanandasra so just to enter his room and then she says how solid that atmosphere that of course is something which we all can feel in mother and shivanandasra room what is solid atmosphere it is concrete and it's amazing people ask for miracles in the ashram so this is one thing which i say there are plenty of miracles <laughs> one of them is just if you visit shivanandasra's room you will see the miracle what is the miracle now it's how many if you see 50 plus another 16 years 66 years and yet when you go there you can still feel that same concrete peace as if peace that vastness that sense of infinity so overpowering and it's there i mean in spite of so much that has happened human atmosphere and this and that we are all aware that there is always a human atmosphere and there's one thing to be avoided in the ashram there is a human atmosphere and the divine atmosphere and if you are caught up in the human atmosphere you had it <laughs> and if you if you can pierce through if you are lucky and grace of course those who are called there is no problem at all and you touch even a little of that divine atmosphere one will know how concretely they are there so beautifully rishab chanji remarked once mother if people come here and see us they would never want to stay here and if they come and see you they would never want to go from here so darshan is a day when we come and have a glimpse of that love that consciousness that power that truth which embodies itself in matter it is of course a special day for matter itself regardless of us even if none was to go past into shirvindu's room very often people ask how many days how many persons went today well in mother and shirvindu's yoga what is special is not how many people went but the fact that on these days there is a special descent and of course on many more days of which we are not aware and those descents mean matter is quickened to receive the divine and that's what at the end matters at one place mother says now i know how the super mind is going to work there are so many ways it is going to work but one place she says it makes matter more and more receptive and responsive to the divine force so on they, these days even if none was to go none even knew anywhere on world on the earth that's what the mother has told that the avatar will do his work even if he is alone and nobody knows about it even if nobody knew about the darshan nobody came still it would mean that a special descent took place in matter and made it more alive to the divine presence it means that much forward for the earth but what about our going she says well it makes the action lot more dynamic and the presence lot more active. so it becomes a two way process even if nobody went nobody filed pass nobody knew still darshan day would be relevant and significant because on those those days there will be a special descent which will help matter to evolve but at the same time if we go and we pray and we aspire and open it makes the presence lot more active and mother spoke of this in two context of course apart from the darshan day 
she said it in the context of the samadhi she said shrabindra is always present there and he listens to everything you can you say there he is accessible to all earlier it was so difficult now he is easily accessible to all and then she says though he is all the time present but when you go and pray it makes the presence active that means it's like the divine is present he turns his gaze towards us and on another occasion also she said something very similar when people wanted to celebrate the centenary well centenary will will bring its special results but she said that when you celebrate a centenary when there are people all over they are aspiring then it makes the action lot more dynamic and powerful because there are points of receptivity so this is where we all carry a little bit of our matter little bit of our unconsciousness our own crosses our own obscurities on the one hand and at the same time our own aspiration faith love whatever we are capable of little bit human beings as human beings we are extremely limited and yet even that limited when it touches that which is unlimited that which is infinite for a moment we breathe that infinity and soar into that eternity it is a leap towards the future individually and collectively that is the beauty of the darshan day and uh, i'll just read something to close it of course tomorrow is 24th april and that's a very special day we know that how the mother came back after a whole circuitous tour it's a very special event and uh, maybe we'll talk about it later in some other just a page or two very early from ev purani's book 1921 ev purani writes but the greatest surprise of my visit in 1921 was the darshan of shirobindo during the interval of 2 years his body had undergone a transformation which could only be described as miraculous just staying for a few moments before him it could be a life changing event it could transform us in deep ways in 1918 the color of the body was like that of a bengali rather dark though there was luster on the face and his gaze was penetrating on going upstairs to see him in the same house i found his cheeks were apple pink and the whole body glowed with a soft creamy white light matter had become so responsive shubhendu is always divine even at birth he is divine but the whole work is to make matter more and more responsive and we know how mother and shubhendu's body underwent changes at different times till she took up the sadhana of the body cells she would look much younger than her age that's because matter was so responsive so it's something which is like an influx into matter so great and unexpected was the change that i could not help exclaiming what has happened to you and here is divine humility instead of giving a direct reply he parried the question as i had grown a beard and what has happened to you i suppose this question works on many levels <laughs> and but afterwards in course of the conversation he explained to me that when the higher consciousness descends from the mental level to the vital and even below the vital then a great transformation takes place in the nervous 
and even in the physical being. And then he asked him to meditate. And the next page. On the last day of stay of 11 days, I met Shirobindo. Between 3 and 4 in the afternoon, the main topic was sadhana. When I got up to take leave of him, I asked him, What are you waiting for? I put the question because it was clear to me that he had been constantly living in the higher consciousness. Perhaps one could say the divine consciousness. It is true, he said. Shubindu said, it is true. And yes, right, it is here. That the divine consciousness had descended. But it has not yet descended into the physical being. So long as that work is not done, the work cannot be said to be accomplished. So this is the beauty of Shubindu's yoga and his work. That he is divine. But it is a growing manifestation, right penetrating to the very physical and its barriers. I bowed down to him. When I got up to look into his eyes, I found he had already gone to the entrance of his room. And from the one half-shut door, I saw him turning his face with a smile towards me. What a sweet and beautiful thing it must be. I felt a great elation when I boarded the train. For here was a guide who had already attained the divine consciousness, was conscious about it, and yet whose detachment and discrimination was so perfect, whose sincerity was so profound, that he knew what had yet to be attained and could go on unobtrusively doing his hard work for mankind. And I would close with a small little anecdote of the mother which she recounts, which is very relevant to 24th April, that when she came back, when she met Shurabindo, they knew their work, she knew the mission, and Shurabindo, of course, knew the work. Then for various reasons, which we'll talk about some other time, she goes to Japan, and then she comes back. And when she comes back, she describes that, I had a whole series of experiences, starting from the time I had the vision of Shurabindo, which continued. Even after meeting Shurabindo, they continued. She doesn't describe what those experiences were, except one place in Japan, where she says, towards the end of these experiences, I have written a prayer since man refused the meal. And she says it was in context of doing her utmost to transform someone. And the person refused. And she prays to God, the Lord, Lord, what am I to do? Man has refused the meal. I am ready to transform, but man is not ready. And then she had a vision of the Supreme. She says, more beautiful than the vision of the Gita. And he comes and takes the physical form of mother. She, she describes that immensity and turns westward. From Japan, westward is India. And points towards your window. And next day, on her own, before she could say anything, things were ready to move on and they started back for Pondicherry. And then she meets Shurabindo and she says, we were standing. First meeting, we all know, that is the eye to see, that mother sees Shurabindo and recognizes the divine and Shurabindo sees the mother and says, she is born free. But when they met together, they were conscious of the mission and the work they had to do. And 
she says there was a question in my mind whether not in my mind there was a question in me whether this time it will be possible because this is not the first time that they are meeting in age to age they have come and worked together in different ways different forms it in fact their story is the story of earth itself of creation itself so the mother had this question will it succeed this time and the mother says shubhendu didn't say anything in reply but instantly she saw a massive descent take place and that was shubhendu's way of answering yes so it was certain that the work will be done and that's why the mother's final coming 24th april 1920 this darshan mother is described as a decisive sign of victory over the adverse forces because these forces have taken matter in their grip and they will not allow the conquest but since shubhendu has said yes so this time the conquest will be definitive so i think with this hope this faith we go for the darshan thank you